0: Girlwise is a safe space to learn and discuss all kinds of topics through anecdotes and evidence based research. I'm your host, Brenda Nicole, and welcome to Girlwise. Hey, you're listening to Girlwise, episode 12. Have you ever caught yourself wondering, Am I overreacting? Maybe someone said something to you because your emotions were too much for that person to handle. Or your problems were pushed to the side and minimized because you're just being over-emotional. Because women have been widely regarded as over-emotional and hysterical when confronting someone or having a problem with them. There is an overarching theme of not being taken seriously when you have concerns over anything, In the 18th and 19th centuries, the term female hysteria was recognized as a medical condition given to females when they complained about things that we now recognize as PTSD, depression, or infertility. It was so widely thrown out as a diagnosis, even a fondness of writing could get you the identification. The notion of women being somehow more predisposed to psychological conditions that invalidate what they're feeling has been documented since ancient Greece. Researchers now conclude that hysteria, as a medical term, was just a way to pathologize, quote, everything that men found mysterious or unmanageable in women. Hey everyone! Before we begin, I wanted to give a clear and important disclaimer to ensure that listeners understand the limitations of the advice given on this podcast. I am not a professional or expert on the topics being discussed, and you should always use your own judgment when it comes to where you stand on a subject and making decisions. While I do my best to direct you in what I think is the right direction, it is always wise to consult with a qualified professional when seeking advice on a particular issue. References will be in the show notes so you can take a look at the places I'm getting my information from as well. You know your own story and situation better than anyone else, so do what is best for you always. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. So clearly, telling girls and women that they're overreacting is a way to exert power and dismiss their thoughts and opinions. But what if I told you that there is no such thing as overreacting? Especially towards oneself. All feelings that we have and face are entirely valid, regardless of what they are. Though not all thoughts and feelings may be productive, they are purposeful. While it does help for the people around us to take it seriously, it's not others' responsibility to validate what we are feeling. That's not to say, however, that they should dismiss you or not take you seriously. Instead, it should be in addition to it, not in place of it we still have the right to express our feelings and have safe environments to do so. It is quite common for most women to be told over and over again that what we feel does not matter in comparison to our male counterparts. It can unfortunately lead us to internalizing this is true and we begin to no longer take ourselves seriously. This is known as self gaslighting and it is an utterly destructive behavior. A pattern of discrediting our emotions and even questioning our memories can look like repeating things such as, it wasn't that big a deal, or there's no way he said that to me, I must be remembering that wrong. Even though they might sound less of a fact and more like you're trying to convince yourself of this, you're so used to gaslighting, you no longer need someone to fuel it for you so it is critical that we process and validate our own emotions so that others don't mistake our humaneness for weakness this way when someone tries to gaslight us into thinking that our being upset over something has no merit we can recognize it when you are gaslit out of your own feelings the other person uses their words to shift responsibility onto you self-validation is the antidote to that poison While self-validation can look like a lot of different things, today I'm going to focus specifically about validating our own experiences. I'm going to state the obvious, but the best way to stop the sequence is to speak to a therapist. I know. Unlearning this behavior is not an easy thing to do, especially if it's so ingrained in your way of thinking that you discredit yourself from every individual conviction you have. But before you even get to that point, you have to start with Recognition. Discrediting yourself can look different in everyone, so it's important to begin to recognize what sets it off or when you're doing it so that you can reorient yourself back to reality. Throughout this entire process, it's important to remember to have self compassion and not fall back into the habit of bullying yourself for being in this position. Remember that more likely than not, abusers instilled this pattern into your head, and getting out of it takes self love and patience. The whole point of self-validation is to remind yourself that it is okay to be feeling this way regardless of what the feelings are. So Now I'm going to read a few examples of what gaslighting looks like from another person, what self-gaslighting looks like when you've internalized this, and some externalizing affirmations to combat these. So, the person gaslighting can say something like, You're too dramatic, or use words like emotional, sensitive, or crazy. And when you internalize this, you can say things like, I am too emotional, I am crazy. But you can affirm by saying things like, My feelings and emotions are valid, because this is a true statement. Another example would be if someone says, I didn't mean it like that, you're exaggerating. And if you're internalizing this, you can say to yourself, I know they love me and they didn't mean it like that, but an affirmation that undoes this is saying something like, I understand the original tone and wording that they expressed, and I know how it made me feel. This way, you're recognizing your own experience and your own feelings to say that, no, this really did hurt my feelings, regardless of how you meant it. Or if they say, it's all in your head, you maybe start to think, maybe it is just all in my head. But it's important to remember that your experiences are real and valid, even when others are trying to manipulate you or disbelieve you. You could also say, if you were more caring, then this would be different. Or another iteration of that would be, if you were less emotional, then this would be different. If you were less jealous, then this would be different. And the self-gaslighting example of that is, I'm too jealous. Or I'm not enough. There's definitely something wrong with me not their behavior but you can affirm this by saying I will never be too much I will always be enough another example is you started it this is all your fault or why are you even starting a fight right now it's not like it matters and if you internalize that you can say it is my fault I am always starting fights why can't I just leave these things alone but an externalizing affirmation is nothing is all my fault Someone placing the blame on me doesn't make it true. And the last example of this is uh, one of the worst ones that they can throw at you, especially in a romantic relationship or a parent-child dynamic. Oof, this one really hurts. And that is, if you loved me, then you wouldn't do this. You wouldn't have done this. And this one can really get in yourself of trying to like redefine what love is and excusing abuse as love and you could say something like I do love them so I should just do this I should just accept this and it is very important to remember that nothing is wrong with you and how you express love but there is something wrong with the dynamic of this toxic relationship So all of those examples are from an article on Healthline that will of course be in the references and I thought it was really important to share it because these are some very real life examples. And I think they're very powerful because we have probably heard something along these lines before. So on the topic of self-validation, apart from those, I came across a bunch of different techniques for this and processing emotions. And remember that I am not a therapist, so they might not work for everyone. But if you want, of course, you can give them a try. First one is the acronym RAIN. It stands for R, recognize, A, allow, I, investigate, N, N natural awareness so recognizing what am i feeling right now what is happening it kind of takes you back into your own rather than what someone else might be telling you let's say i'm feeling sad right now a allow okay i am allowing myself to be sad because it is a natural human emotion and it is okay to be sad sometimes investigate why am i feeling sad What is the thing that triggered this sadness? Like, I'm feeling this for a reason, so why? And natural awareness, this feeling is valid. It is actually happening. I have a right to feel it. And there is something that can be done about this. I am not crazy for feeling this. I am not a loser. I shouldn't be guilty for feeling this. This is a very real feeling and I am allowed to feel it. And this can be applied for pretty much any situation. You can try talking yourself through these things as if you were speaking to a friend for example, or someone you care about, if you find it really difficult to find compassion for your own self. This helps avoid any judgment that may arise, like, oh man, I'm so dumb for feeling this way. It's also mentioned that you should not let your temporary feelings define you. Try saying, I feel, instead of, I am. I'm feeling really jealous right now, rather than saying, I am such a jealous person. A similar take on this is the six levels of validation from renowned psychologist Marcia Linehan, and while these were described to help other people, they of course have uses on our own selves. She defines them as follows. Number one, be present, being mindful of our emotions, avoiding unproductive coping mechanisms like daydreaming, disassociating, suppressing, or numbing. There is a common misconception that being strong means turning off your emotions, but real strength is the complete opposite. Facing what you are feeling head on is one of the most difficult things to master. Number two is accurate reflection. This can be done by trying to summarize your own feelings, breaking down what triggered it, what it felt like in your body versus your mind, and what actions you took. Really trying to understand what you are feeling without making assumptions about the circumstances that made you feel that way. Saying things like, I didn't like the way my questions were being dismissed by my boyfriend and the insults he made towards me. Instead of saying something like, I guess it was a stupid question. And I was stupid for asking it. Number three is guessing. This is for the times when you're unsure what the feelings you have are. I'm guessing I feel this way because yesterday something similar happened and it piled on top of today. Again, if you're having trouble accessing self-compassion, you could try asking yourself if this had happened to someone else, what would they be feeling? This can help take you out of self-deprecation and see it from an outsider's perspective. If he had spoken to Sally this way, she would not have taken it. She would also be upset. So why is it unfair for me to be upset? Number four is understanding from history. Events from the past inform reactions in the present. Let's say, for example, if you were stung by a bee when you were a kid, then you might have a fear of bees. It might be important to note that something that happened before could have led you to the current emotion. This can help us validate when someone else doesn't understand or tries to belittle your feelings, that it doesn't take away from them. They don't have the context of what it feels like being stung by a bee. This leads us to number five, normalizing. Emotions serve a purpose. Feelings rule our day to day. We need them in order to survive. Being sad, happy, and jealous is just as important as feeling hungry, tired, and thirsty. No one can be happy all the time and that is normal. And finally, number six, radical genuineness. This means that we have to be honest and true to ourselves. No more self-gaslighting. Rejecting who you are is one of the highest levels of invalidation. In our last technique, something that was recommended time and time again, was journaling. Some prompts that one therapist suggested were, some prompts that one therapist suggested were, how has self-gaslighting served in my survival in the past? How did it help me cope? The next one is, how does self-gaslighting no longer serve me in this moment or in the future? How am I being harmed? Number three is, what's one thing I can do right now to practice self-compassion? And lastly, how do I feel in my body as I explore this? So these are to help recognize that these behaviors helped us to adapt in harmful situations in the past, but it is now time to let them go. We can let them go. I'm actually going to do one of these prompts later this week when I'm journaling too, so hopefully it can help me reflect as well because I'm certainly not immune to self-gaslighting. One tidbit that has helped me personally is affirmations. I get the most self-critical at night, so positive affirmation videos on YouTube help me recenter myself and relax enough to go to sleep with reassuring thoughts. I've linked a website that has instructions and worksheets for self-validation if you want to check them out. They're, of course, in the show notes, and I think... They pretty much encapsulate all of the points that I made, but of course you can find absolutely everything in the references. If you find yourself asking anyone other than your therapist, or especially the internet, definitely don't go down the rabbit hole of those subreddits. Am I overreacting? Then we have to go back to the drawing board. The answer will always be no, because you are feeling these things for a reason. That's not even the question you should be asking. The question should be, why am I feeling this way and what can I do about it? You're the one that has to work through them to see why they appeared and how you can use them for an appropriate response to the situation. Notice I said appropriate response. Just because you are feeling something does not warrant you hurting anyone else or invalidating what others feel. Remember that Emotions speak to us because they want to be heard. It is our job to hear them and interpret what they mean. Honor your truth. No one else can do it for you. Self compassion is not the easiest skill to master, and it's a never ending process, but you deserve to be heard and understood, and anyone who doesn't want to give you space for that does not deserve to be in your life. They don't have your best intentions, whether they realize it or not. You are not crazy. Crazy, like female hysteria, is not a real medical or psychological condition. It's just a way for people to belittle us so that they have the higher ground when it comes to confrontation. It's important to also note that self-validation doesn't mean justification for some thoughts and feelings. Sometimes they may arise even though they don't reflect who you are as a person, and that's okay. It's about self-acceptance and management. And we get to Ask Me Anything, the ending segment of the podcast where you can ask me anything. Today's question comes from Lily. She asks, are you a big reader? If so, what's your favorite book? So right now, I've been really, really, really trying to get back into reading. I used to be a huge reader from like the fifth grade all the way up until maybe college but right now, I've been in the middle of taking a women's course for this podcast and researching for this podcast. And so I've been reading a lot, but it isn't like books. It's just a lot of nonfiction journals and articles and chapters from different books. So I I really want to be that girl that reads like 150 books a year, but it feels like I'm all all right read out. Like I, I spent... I spend hours upon hours reading, so I don't really have time for books. But if I want to be the person that reads 150 books, I can't be read out. Like, there should be no limit to my reading. I I really, I would love to be one of those book talker, book tube girlies. But right now, I just, I'm reading a lot of stuff that isn't um, nonfiction books, which are my favorites. Right now, my favorite book, it used to be Twilight, And I still think that that is the most influential book of my entire life so far because it's what, it's the book that got me into reading. Like I absolutely understood the importance and the power of literature after I read that book, but I was too young to read that book. I was in the sixth, sixth grade, fifth grade. I think I was in the fifth grade. So I was too young to be reading that book. That's, you know, me being so young is probably why I had those feelings. Because I tried reading that book about two years ago. And I literally could not get through the first chapter. (laughs) It was unbearable to read. But so yeah, I don't really have a favorite book. I'm on the quest to look for my favorite book. I know that there are some amazing, amazing works of literature that have found their way to popularity because of the internet. And I've really been like, I have this whole Pinterest board dedicated to book recommendations because i i really 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 want to get into like just reading as many books as i possibly can but that will probably be after i finish my course so um that's that's i hope that answers your question if you have any book recommendations please let me know what are your favorite books that's that's something that i want to know uh i I really like fiction that's that's some some really good fiction with a little bit of romance. That's that's my favorite <laughs> genre. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to send me a question, I am reading every single question that comes in. So don't be afraid to send them. You can do so at girlwisepod at gmail.com. Send me an email. I will be gladly waiting for it. This is still a very small podcast. So... <laughs> So it's not like they're flooding in. I really appreciate every single one that comes in. Thank you so much for listening. I think I already said that and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.